Quick disclaimer, all information, content, and material of this podcast are the opinions of the speakers and is for the informational purpose only and not intended to serve as a substitute for the consultation, diagnosis, and or medical treatment of a qualified healthcare provider. Welcome to the Untethered Podcast. I am your host, Hallie Balkin. I'm a certified orofacial myologist, feeding specialist, and mentor. This podcast is all about getting your questions answered and collaborating with colleagues to bring you the most up-to-date information in the orofacial myofunctional therapy, tethered oral tissue, and airway space. I challenge you to keep an open mind and join my mission to get this information out to the masses. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to episode 58 of the Untethered Podcast. Today, we have Dr. Ann Bynum and Autumn Reed Henning joining us. Dr. Ann Bynum is originally from Alcala, Florida. She did her undergraduate training at Florida State University and then attended dental school at the University of Iowa, where she met her husband, Dr. Matt Bynum. She did two further years of training in pediatric dentistry at the University of Texas Health Science Center in San Antonio, Texas. Dr. Bynum moved to Greenville, South Carolina in 1997 and opened her practice in Simpsonville. She has three children all of her own, all boys, and understands and appreciates the art of pediatric dentistry and parenting. Although she had used lasers for much of her dental career, in 2013, she began her journey to learn about TOTS and how best to treat them. She's been helping families in the upstate of South Carolina and surrounding areas for over six years with the help of a wonderful supportive team of SLPs, IBCLCs, OTs, PTs, comms, and DCs. Dr. Bynum is a diplomat of the ABPD, a member of the SSPD, the AAPD, and the ADA. She's lectured and written numerous articles on customer service, marketing, leadership, and teamwork over the years. She enjoys spending time with her husband and their three boys, Matthew, Luke, and John. She enjoys working on her practice and traveling. Autumn Reed Henning is a certified and licensed speech-language pathologist with a certificate of clinical competence from the American Speech-Language Hearing Association. She's a certified orofacial myologist through the International Association of Orofacial Myology and an international board-certified lactation consultant. She graduated from the University of Kentucky with a master's degree in communication disorders. Autumn is currently appointed and in good standing as an assistant professor within the voluntary faculty series in the Department of Communication Sciences and Disorders at the University of Kentucky College of Health Sciences. She was a founding board member for the International Consortium for Oral Inquial Formula Professionals, ICAP. Autumn is a member of the American Academy of Private Practice in Speech Pathology and Audiology, ASPA, and Autumn specializes in orofacial function and development throughout the lifespan. Autumn is the founder of Chrysalis Orofacial, which functions to serve patients and provide continuing education to colleagues globally. Autumn is married to Dr. Zach Henning, and they have a daughter, McKenna Grace Henning. They reside in Greenville, South Carolina with their beloved cats. Her hobbies include travel, reading, church, and any activity with family. Autumn and Anne, I'm so excited to have you guys on the podcast today. Welcome, welcome. I'm looking forward to talking about how you guys came to work together and how you now have an upcoming course. So let's jump on in. Hi, Holly. We're really excited to be here. Um, I think, you know, how Dr. Anne and I have come to work together on thousands of patients now, um, it's really important how things started and how this working relationship and even friendship has evolved through um, helping patients live their best lives um, with our therapies and interventions. So yeah, I moved to Greenville, South Carolina, a new city and state um, about five and a half years ago and um, didn't really have anyone to help me out with tongue ties. And 
no one in, in our area was trained or doing any of these procedures, at least not well. Um, and so I met Meredith. She is a lactation consultant and she introduced me to Dr. Ann, who was her children's dentist. And so obviously she was encountering tongue ties and working with moms and babies. And so from there, um, you know, Dr. Ann and I had many conversations and emails and coffee dates and, uh, you know, really honed our practice. And, um, you know, she was the first one to say, you know, I wasn't taught about much of this in school, but I'm willing to learn and invest and go take training and, and, um, you know, really build this program to support people. That's amazing. I think that that's sort of all of our stories, right? None of us were taught any of this in school. So, you know, and it can be hard to find that provider who is willing to invest the time and energy and financial side of things into learning something completely new and really taking that nosedive. So, Anne, I'd love to hear from you about, you know, when Autumn first approached you, what were, what were your thoughts? Were you open to it? Were you like resistant to it? How, how did that all come about? Sure, Hallie. And again, thank you so much for having us on the podcast today. I've really been looking forward to this and to just get our message out there and try to help other providers and families um, across the country and the world who are starving for help in this space. And I seem to recall it quite differently. There was harassment and haranguing and bribing and begging. And then I said, yes. <laughs> then I said, yes, I would help. And I think it, I think that one thing that I hear Autumn say often when she does uh, speak to groups is that if you go to the, if you go to one person and they, they say they're not interested, you can maybe keep going back to that person or you go find another person. So don't just give up. Also don't go to the people that just have lasers. I didn't have a laser. I, I had to take, I had to take the big dive into the deep end and, and purchase the laser. So don't, for all you um, therapists out there who are trying to put your tribes together, don't get discouraged. That would be like my one take home message from today's podcast is don't get discouraged. And parents, if you're listening, same thing for you. Don't get discouraged. Maybe these people aren't in your hometown, but maybe they're the next city over, or maybe they're in a city where you have relatives and family to support you and you can go stay there and get the help that you need. So I applaud Autumn for beating down my door and Meredith as well. And, um, you know, teaching an old dog some new tricks. And I, I think uh, as a board certified pediatric dentist, I love what I do. I'm super passionate about children's dental health and oral health and uh, behavior modification with kids. I love all of that. But this turns me on so much because no, no. I tell families all the time, no one ever comes back and um, pickets in front of my office saying I've done something worse to their family or I've made something worse for them. I get, it's just very rewarding, the positive feedback that Autumn and I get to share when we collaborate and see these families. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with all of that. And it is, it's kind of a dance, a back and forth between us. And it's not just a, I refer to Dr. Ann and she refers to me. Um, it's really a, you know, back and forth collaboration throughout the whole, um, throughout the whole process. And so, 
that communication is key and that mutual respect and openness to listen to each other and you know make each other better for the benefit of our patients so that's really where this um, came from is our desire to uh, help other teams get to um, this next level and figure out their systems and working together so that there are better outcomes for patients and families. And so that's really our um, message behind Plot the Tot, uh, a collaborative map to optimal outcomes, our upcoming course in um, the end of June and then in September, um, providers a roadmap to follow and um, to help with outcomes as they go along. Really getting into the nitty gritty of how do we do this? How do we synchronize that? How do we educate our patients? Um, what tools we use? Strategies? Um, you know, this is more for those it definitely could be beginners, but also those that have been practicing a while and really just want to like hone their craft and get on the same page with their whole team. I love that. I think that it's so needed. And I think I really take for granted how easy it was for me to accidentally figure out that a high school, actually not just high school friend, a friend that I met in second grade who is my, the dentist that I work with now. Um, I don't think people realize that Dr. Tipograph at Natural Dental is uh, like an old friend of mine. And we both kind of were like, hey, how are you? Hey, what's going on? Yeah, so I do this. Yeah, so I do this. And we were like, whoa, like we're doing, like we need to work together. Like she was that airway-centric natural dentist using all these natural materials and, you know, really looking at the holistic, um, person, right? And they do peds and they do adults. And so I was very fortunate to kind of accidentally stumble upon that. And, you know, they do releases and we have an oral surgeon who'll do releases as well for some of the more complex cases that they don't do in office. And so, you know, we've been very fortunate and we definitely have some missing members on our team that we're trying to fill. Um, but it's been relatively easy for us to get those those initial members on our team and so yeah i really take that for granted and that's why so, so many people come to me and they ask me and they're like well how did you do this i'm like it just kind of fell into my lap um and i know it's not that easy for everybody else so i think that's a really big message that you know don't give up because look we don't have any ent on our team we're working on it and i can definitely speak to that struggle and i know a lot of people are, have have a hard time finding that truly airway-centric ENT who's looking at things from the perspective that we're looking at it. Um, and so, you know, I definitely get it from that perspective. It's not always easy when you have that, that key missing person, but um, really right. cool you guys can speak to that. And so will you be talking about that in your upcoming course? Is that part of, you know, yeah, I want to, I want to hear more about that and sort of your philosophies of working together. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, one of my main messages is you know you pick the right person not necessarily the person with you know a ton of accolades and resume and all of those things it's all about like being humble and being willing to be a team player and you know saying you know what i don't know but i want to help and be on this team and i want to go learn about it and so that's what i that that's one of my main messages is you know build a relationship, you know, find the person that cares. Um, and 
then you don't have to convince them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, it, it is just like Dr. Ann said, um, I just kept coming back and planting the seed, but it's because she already had that core um, belief system personality that she wanted to learn and do everything she could to help um, our patients. So yes, we do talk um, a lot about team building and communication and um, how that works. You know, one of the biggest challenges I think is just we're we're in separate offices, you know, across across town, and it's not like you know we're in the same building or the same space. And so that's it does make collaboration more difficult, obviously. But we. We have figured out practical ways to make it work and how my team and her team can communicate better, how we can um, coordinate that patient care. And one thing I'd like to add on that as well is if if the missing um, person in your team is the dentist, it doesn't have to be a pediatric dentist. There are plenty of very well-qualified general dentists, uh, periodontists, anybody who is, who's willing to do this. So I don't want to come on your podcast and be some, um, you know, authority on who, who the provider has to be. But, uh, just like for me, I mean, my, my, uh, where I, my space I live in is, is kids and babies. So it was natural for me to be open-minded to kids and babies. And now when autumn sends me an adult, those are the ones I sweat about because I don't, you know, I usually talk to the adults as parents, but they're not in my, they're not in my treatment chair. So that's a, that's a shift for me. Whereas a general dentist may be the one that's more comfortable treating the sleep disorder, breathing adults and, uh, and has to get comfortable treating the children and, and the infants. And I love it when a general dentist calls me and wants some help or some advice on, on how to get skilled at that. And one thing I just like to add is, uh, one of the biggest things is make sure your pal certified pediatric advanced life support. You don't want to put yourself in this. Um, you know, you don't want to be doing these procedures if you don't have all the emergency training, the highest emergency training to be treating kids. Mm, that's a great point. I've never heard anybody mention that before. So that's a, <laughs> that's a great tip. Thank you. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, obviously I don't do procedures or anything, but kids and adults are very different. And so, you know, their airway, their facial shape, their dentition, just very different. And so, um, and if I can just add that the children act much better in my chair than the adults do. Just saying. (laughs) That's funny. I love it. Yeah, totally. You know, and that brings me to, yes, we do treat the whole family. It's really great when, um, so Dr. Ann was in the post office the other day and literally just yesterday, right? Yes. And um, someone, uh, an adult is about ready to come to her um, for his tongue release. And she had treated his baby in 2018. And then the middle daughter, who's like four or five in therapy with us is going to be coming her way too. So it's really fun to like, see the whole lifespan and trajectory and how, you know, this issue manifests throughout the lifespan. Um, That's been really fun and rewarding for me. And um, yeah, I just, I just love that whole aspect. And, you know, 
once they've had one family member go through, it, it just trickles down. Oh yeah, I see that in my office all the time. And it's usually because the parents bring the child and then the parents are sitting there trying to do, you know, what we're asking the child to do. They're going, I, I can't, I can't do that. Should I be able to do that? And I'm going, well, some of these things, yes. And so then they're like, well, do I have a tongue tie? And I'm like, that is a loaded question. I can't it open the can of worm in a second. So we're going to have to set you up for an eval too. But yeah, once you, you know, I often have like two kids and then a parent joins on in and now we've got, you know, three of them in myofunctional therapy together and maybe one or two of them off to get their tongue tie released at some point in the game. You know, it's, it's um, always interesting when you look at the family unit, but it's really amazing too when parents start to recognize these issues in themselves, or I've even had it the opposite where a parent was having all these issues and then they start to go, oh my gosh, this is hereditary. Like I should be looking under my child's tongue and I, you know, does my child have a tongue tie? And so we've seen it both directions. And I, I think it's also very empowering for some of these families to figure out that all of these symptoms and things that they're experiencing, that there is a, uh, there's something we can do to help them and that it can benefit the whole family. So I, it's, I think it's so rewarding and it's so fun to work with these families as unit, like as in, you know, whole units, um, especially because they're, they're all typically along the journey at a different point of the journey. And the parent can kind of like unravel some of that and go all we look all the way back to what they can remember you know from their own childhood to see like holy cow all these symptoms have now you know uh snowballed into these larger issues that i'm having so you know it's a pretty it's a pretty interesting process absolutely yeah i have um a lot of parents that you know they're having all these jaw issues and sleep issues and whatever it may be and they don't want their child to have to go through and all of that. And then you look back in their history and they've had these little, um, I call them breadcrumbs, mm -hmm. um, symptoms that, you know, lead to what the issue is all along, you know, maybe they had, you know, a ton of ear infections or difficulty eating or picky eater and braces twice and all the things. And so, yeah, I think it does empower parents to say, okay, you know what? I, now I know about this, about this stuff. And now I'm going to help my child not go down the same path I'm going down. Love it. And um, yeah, that just builds their confidence in, you know, the whole process and moving forward. Absolutely. So I really want to know more about the name of the course. I love the name Plot the Tot. Like this is like, it just keeps jumping out at me, like super creative. Can you like, can you explain like how you either came up with that or how it's related to like what the course is about? Well, Autumn and I have had this idea for years because we feel that in the uh, learning spaces of gathering information on how to bring this into your practices, it seems to be two separate tracks. There seems to be a track for SLPs and LCs, and then there seems to be a separate track for dentists. Mm. And there's no collaboration. And before this, uh, before this relationship that Autumn and I built together, I only went to continuing education courses where dentists flanked me on the right and the left, maybe a hygienist here and there, and an assistant here and there. So when you um, decide to get involved in this, you realize that it's not it's not about the dentist. It's, there's so many, so many players involved to get the outcome. And we just, we felt like we, like you said, Hallie, you feel so blessed and lucky that you, that you sort of fell into your team and everyone was just there. And 
we've worked hard. It's, it's not just Autumn and I, we have, um, we do have a, a very, uh, some, an ENT who knows what the heck they're doing. We do have Ken Hooks, who is very well versed in um, doing, doing sleep studies for children and adults. Um, we have wonderful lactation consultants here. So we, we, our team is growing of the people that we work with. And we just feel like this course is what's missing out there because we want everyone to sit in a room together and learn what the other person's doing. Mm-hmm. I think it's super, I mean, my part of the course, I could probably teach my part of the course in 30 minutes. This, this is the laser. This is the foot pedal. Do this. Don't do that. There's so much more to it. And I think it's super important that the dentists understand and respect what that lactation consultant or SLP or who, whatever, whoever the therapist is on the front end of this is doing, trying to do how hard it is to do prior to the patient coming to my office. There's been so much legwork done on the front end before I meet that family. And then what's happening on the, on the other side, what's going on afterwards, after you've, you know, after you've had your meniscus tear repaired and you go to physical therapy, what's going on there? How's that getting fixed? And same thing with the tongue tie, super important that we understand well, when does Autumn decide to graduate the patient? What is she looking for? How does she know that she only needs two therapy sessions with this kid, but she needs 10 therapy sessions with that kid? And I think that this course is going to be able to do that. And I think it's going to just help really build those relationships. One other thing that I, that I think is missing that a lot of people are going to take away from this course is rarely, rarely am I just setting up a a pop-up shop to do tongue ties, right? I'm a pedi- I'm a very busy, successful pediatric dentist. I'm seeing 60 kids a day. I'm, I'm busy. And so how do I, how do I help Autumn's patients when she calls me and says, I got a failure to thrive baby, or I've got this kid that's choking that they're fixing to take the surgery if you don't get them in sooner. And, you know, how do I, how do I work this out? It's basically like a business inside of a business. And that's a huge, um, because let's be, we're not, I'm not doing this for free where there's a financial gain for all of us in this. And so I want to teach my people, dentists, how to make this lucrative inside their practices. And I think those are the two biggest takeaways from a course like ours is how, how I, I need to sit there and learn what is my, what is my functional therapy? What does that look like? What is Autumn doing with that patient? I mean, is it like, you know, romper room or is she really accomplishing something? Cause it's, it's, it's airy fairy to me. I don't understand it. And I think it's just as important for therapists to come to my office or come to their provider's office. Oh, okay. That's how they put them in the chair at that office. Cause we all do it different, right? Oh, that's how they put them in the chair at that office. Oh, okay. So she's going to sit up front with the receptionist first and handle the payment first or what, whatever it is it helps your family feel so much more comfortable when Autumn can explain because she's seen it so many times and it doesn't change that this is how it's going to go when you get to Dr. Ann's office. Mm-hmm. And the flip side of that is that a parent calls her and says it was different. Autumn knows it wasn't different. Autumn knows the parent has gone cuckoo for cocoa puffs. <laughs> I love that. And that's so, it's such a good point, again, that I haven't really stopped to think about because, yeah, I have a ton of families who ask me about, well, you know, the certain processes or what's going to happen over there. And I can tell you this, 
my, my dentist that I refer to primarily is my dentist. She has me in a DNA appliance. She's got my daughter in an ALF. She cleans our teeth. I've had a filling with her. My husband just had a root canal and he's having, <laughs> you know, I mean, like we have gone the full gamut as a family. My two-year-old is about to start seeing her once we get her asthma under control so I can take her back in public because we're still in phase one right now. You know, it's like <laughs> we really, as a family, you know, not only am I referring there and working with her in patient cases, but we are also the patients. And so, you know, I think it is really important for a provider if you are not the patient, because obviously you might work with several dental offices and you may not be the patient in all of them. Um, you definitely need to be in there and you need to understand how that office works, what their processes look like, what are their philosophies, what is a patient experience from the moment they step in the door to the moment they're in the chair to the moment that they leave. Um, because it is, it's very different. And that I think has made it very easy and natural for me to speak with some of my families that I refer there because I've been through it as the patient and not just the provider. I think the other flip side of that, Hallie, is it goes the same way for us because a lot of parents find um, in mommy groups, oh, go see Dr. Bynum. She does this procedure. And they think they're just ringing us up and scheduling it and going home and rainbows and unicorns. And we have to have the difficult conversation of, yeah. no, we're not going to be the one um, doing this evaluation. So it's just as important for me to know what does autumn space look like? Is there mold on the walls? Is it in like Creepville? Where does she work? How does she treat the families? Does she run on time? Uh, so it's, it's just the same for me. I'm, it's, it's doesn't do any good for either of our business models if we can't keep that communication open and really see inside each other's doors, literally. Absolutely. Yeah, Autumn, did you want to add something? Yeah, I have a lot of things to talk about with all of that. So yeah, Hallie, you were talking about being the patient. So both Dr. Ann and I have both um, had tongue tie releases. Um, so yeah, she actually did her own. So it, and my daughter and let's see, um, her son, right? You did your son. Yeah. And husband. And husband. Yes. Who's, um, a general dentist, aesthetic dentist as well. So it's really, um, it's really eye-opening when we can speak to it, not only from our professional experience, but our personal experience as parents and as the, the patient ourselves. And so we really do practice what we preach um, in that, yes, like the procedure is needed, and um, but it's not the fix. It's a removing a barrier to be able to um, be successful. And um, so... Yeah, in regards to the Plot the Talk course, you know, we just really wanted um, something that was easy to follow so that people can kind of replicate this model that works for them in their own communities. And, um, you know, there's lots of courses out there of, you know, a myofunctional therapist, a dentist, a lactation consultant, all talking at the same course. But they're usually, they're not people that work together on an everyday basis. You know, you've got someone from California that's the dentist and somebody from Connecticut that's the lactation consultant. And so I think that's um, something that we were really excited about is, hey, we can tell you what it's like in everyday life and, um, you know, how we actually do this. It is super important for the right hand to know what the left hand is doing. And for us to communicate um, apples to apples to our patients. So, 
you know, they can't say, oh, Autumn told me this, but Dr. Ann told me that, you know, there's none of that going. And I think that takes a lot of pressure off parents because this is already kind of um, a hot topic and, you know, you listen to one source and it says one thing and another source and it says something else. And um, so really honing those communication strategies and the terminology we use, um, you know, reinforcing each other's recommendations, um, you know, as aftercare and follow-ups and things like that is, is important. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love that you're sharing that because I'm a very business-minded person, um, as you might know. And so I definitely think that one, if you're going to be implementing anything in your business, it should be profitable. It, it should be something that you are able to make money off of. But at the same time, we're all in helping professions and we want to help people, right? But we also have to put food on the table for our families. So I love that you guys have that business side to the course um, because so many people are always asking, how do I do this? How do I work with somebody? How do we processes together? How do I go and talk to this dentist or this myofunctional therapist about how like our process and without them feeling like I'm attacking their, you know, their knowledge or how they do things in their office. And it's a big conversation because, you know, thankfully because my dentist and I have been lifelong friends, she can show me her paperwork and go, Hey, can you read this and tell me what you think? And I can show her my checklists and my paperwork and say, you know, what are your thoughts? Like, let's collaborate. So like you said, we're talking the same language. We're on the same page. When we have a shared patient, when I do, I will send an email to her office and say, hey, I evaluated so-and-so today after the eval is completed. And then once the report is completed, that gets forwarded. She'll call me, we will discuss the case, you know, and it's, it's, even though we are also not in the same office, like I work out of my home and she's in a dental office and there's three dentists in that office. And, you know, it's a big operation over there. They've also got PTs that come in there and do the body work or, you know, for a lot of their patients. Um, and we're all collaborating on the shared cases in this way because we know each other's processes, methodologies, approach, like we know the terminology we use. Um, and we also have a study club and we meet, we try to meet once a month. It's usually once every two months. Um, and we might actually sit down and like review a case together just to have everybody's different eyes on a case, you know, in one room because we don't get to do that every day, um, which also just helps to reinforce how we all approach this from our different professions and backgrounds. And, you know, even though we're all talking about the same case on, you know, in front of us. So I, I love what you guys are doing. Like, this is so needed. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that one thing that, uh needs to be said to people who are trying to put their teams together is that it's, it's a little rocky at the beginning. It's uh, you don't want to hurt someone's feelings by having to call them and say, you know, I told them it's just going to be sore and you told them it could be pretty painful. <laughs> or I told them there's going to be literally zero chance of bleeding. And you told them that sometimes it bleeds a lot. <laughs> and those are that I, I think you have to put your big girl pants on and understand that these conversations have to be had to make yourselves better. And like Autumn said, to have your outcomes be better and to help your families. So when you are trying to pick your people, I think it's important early on to say, Hey, are you going to be comfortable having tough conversations? Because when we come to a brick wall, I have to go through it with you. I have to have this conversation with you and it may be a little icky, but we're going to put the wall back together on the other side and keep going. Would you agree with that? I totally agree with that. And, you know, we've, you know, in the beginning of our relationship, 
you know, it is hard to like have those frank conversations that really need to be have had, but that's the way you find out if you're working with the right person is how, you know, how they take that, um, you know, question about their processes or feedback on, on their, their processes and how patients are doing. And so, you know, Dr. Ann and I, over the years, we've changed things and I want someone that's great and okay to change and willing to change. Oh, hey, if, if you see this is working better, you know, I'm not married to this idea. Let's change it if it's working better. So for example, um, we wrote together um, Dr. Ann's post-op instructions. So um, over the years, you know, different um, activities worked better than others in the past. And so I came to her and I said, hey, look, you know, I'm seeing them after, this is what I'm noticing. You know, could we try it this way? And we tried it that way and it, you know, was going better. And so we changed things. We also co-wrote um, a letter to referral sources about like the whole process, just because, you know, many times pediatricians think, okay, there's a tongue tie. Well, we snip the tongue tie and we're all done. That they're not getting the whole picture of what's needed. And so I think with this course, we're really getting into the nitty gritty of it. It's one thing to learn how to do a procedure, how to learn to do therapy, but it's another to quite frankly, put it together in a whole model of care. And so I'm really excited because um, our participants are going to see three patients from start to finish. Mm -hmm. So they're going to see their evaluations, um, how we educate the families, their functionality before the procedure, and then their outcomes. And so um, seeing that through the lifespan is really cool, you know, seeing how, how the procedure and how therapy is approached differently, being it a baby or um, an older child or an adult and their associated issues. So that's what I'm, I'm really excited about that. And um, we're also providing some of like our forms and handouts um, that we give to families so that people can, you know, not have to reinvent the wheel. And um, maybe that can guide some of their conversations with their teams too. I love that. That's so powerful. I feel like the case studies are always so helpful to be able to see the life, you know, that lifespan from start to finish in a treatment plan. I know it's, everybody wants to see that. So I think people know that you're offering that in your course. I think you guys will fill it pretty quickly. <laughs> and did you want to add something? Another part of the, of the course that we're going to discuss is it's, I'm, it's not just me in a vacuum with a baby and a laser. I've got two assistants in the room with me. They're going over all the pre-op consultation stuff after Autumn sends them over here. And one of the thing that's very, that's very confusing to uh, dentists is filing medical claims. We don't file medical claims. We file dental claims. So a dentist can't just go buy a laser, do a procedure, walk up front and tell their administrative team, figure this out and file it. It's a, so we, again, we don't want to reinvent the wheel. We want these people to be able to come to our course, learn from our mistakes, not mistakes, learn from our, uh, you know, just be on a faster learning track, I guess you'd say, not have to, <laughs> yes. And, uh, and get, get the knowledge early on. Hey, this is it's, filing a medical claim, claim is easy. This is how you do it. Uh, having a template put into your dental software for a tongue tie, this is how we do it. Not saying we're doing that you have to do it that way, but gosh, it sure is a, a place to start. 
because when we when autumn and i started all this we were it was we call it we call it the wild wild west we were out there in the wild wild west there there weren't youtube videos to watch of doing the procedure there weren't courses to attend no one was telling you how long to do wound care i mean we were kind of on the on the forefront of i mean kind of pardon my french but bullcrapping our way through all that <laughs> live and learn right <laughs> right live and learn but that's amazing. I love that you're able to take those experiences now and share that with others because somebody's got to pave the way. I feel like there are still a lot of people out there who are trying, they're where you were at the very beginning and they're trying to figure out how the heck do we move forward. And I think everybody fears like, how do we do this without not harming a patient, but like, we don't want to take a patient through a process that's going to take 10 times longer than it needs to, or we don't want to spend, you know, all these extra hours trying to bill insurance or create our processes or our paperwork or, our, you know, find these other providers with, when there may be a proven model in place that we can actually like learn from and implement and then, you know, make this all happen a lot quicker um, from a business model standpoint and from a patient care standpoint. And that's, that's what everybody wants. That's ideal. So clearly you guys have, you guys are onto something here. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd also like to say that we love our city. We're doing it right here in Greenville, South Carolina, where we both live. We have a beautiful downtown. And uh, we just, when we were trying to decide, oh, what big cities do we want to take this course to? At the end of the day, we looked at each other and said, why would we take the course anywhere? We need to bring the course to us. Yeah. And that also gives us the ability to, you know, see patients right here in our backyard and for people to experience Greenville because it is, up. we don't want you to move here, but we'd love for you to come visit. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, Greenville consistently ranks like top, top downtowns in the country. And so it is a really fun um, destination. It's a foodie destination. Um lots of cool things to do. And our venue is exciting. Just we're right in the heart of downtown and um, plenty of restaurants and hotels right there, literally walk across the, the street to come to the course. So we're excited about that and um, looking forward to it coming up and then in September. So is there anything else you guys want to share about the course that we haven't discussed um, that you want people to know about? I know we talked about a lot, a lot about your, your uh, philosophy, sort of, you know, how you came to create the course, how you all started working together. So, Anne, is there anything you want to add? I just want to add, I know that some people who are going to listen to your podcast, Hallie, have probably taken Autumn's um, thought course that she teaches across the country. She's so good at it. She gets asked to teach it all the time. She's gone from teaching it twice a year to 10 or 15 times a year now. And I don't want people to think, oh, I've already taken Autumn's course. What am I going to learn in this course? Because we have strived really hard. Yes, there will be some basic information that may overlap, but it's not two days of Autumn's first course. Yes. So I just want to put that out there. And it's, it's not a building course either. It's not building onto it. It's more of what we said the course is. It's a collaborative approach. We, wanna, we want everyone in the room to look to their right and their left and go, these aren't just dentists. These, I got other people in here to make this, make the magic happen. It takes all of us. I love that. And then the other thing that I would add is this is ideal for teams because, you know, you're hearing the same information at the same time and you can look to your ENT that came to the course with you. If you're a therapist and say, Hey, yeah, how could we do that in our, in our community? Um, you're processing the information at the same time. And Dr. Ann and I 
you know, we've been to a couple of conferences together and we do the same thing. We're like, oh yeah, that'd be a good idea. And then we go home and we, we talk through it and we're able to implement it. It's hard when one person goes to the course and they want the rest of their team on, on their team with this um, model and process, but they have to kind of like catch them up and re-explain everything. Um, so yeah, this is great for all types of teams, you know, um, yeah, dentists and their assistants and even their front desk or billers um, because they're the ones taking the phone calls. When someone calls to talk about this procedure and scheduling, they need to be able to have an idea of what this is clinically to be able to answer those questions effectively. And so I think providers definitely need to invest in, in their team knowing those things. Um, yeah. I love and last, last little uh, goodie on here, Autumn and I have arranged to have some celebrity guest speakers at our course. So, and we plan to do that every time we teach is to bring in some, so, you know, in case you decide you, you're sick of my voice or her voice, we've, we we're throwing in some, throwing in some celebrities, aren't we, Autumn? That's right. That's right. And we can't forget um, our happy hour. So yeah, we're going to have like a little networking happy hour time. Um, and yeah, it's going to be really fun. Um, lunch and breakfast and snacks and everything are all provided. So we really wanted to make the most of our time together and really focus on building those teams. That's awesome. My, uh, my dentist and I have attended some courses together and conferences together and sat next to each other. And it's always nice to be able to sit there together and learn together and like you said, hear the same thing at the same time and actually she was sitting next to me at your course. And that was one of the catalysts that kind of helped us reformat our, um, our pre-op and post-op approach because here I am telling everybody, well, we got to do this before and we got to do this after. And so, you know, once she kind of heard what you were recommending and about the, more about the healing process, I think post-op from your point of view as a myofunctional therapist and speech language pathologist, she kind of went like, okay, we really need to like really need to change how we're approaching this because we don't want patients walking in just expecting like to have a tongue tie release, you know, at that day uh, where we, we really want to set their expectations up correctly. And like, again, put certain processes in place. So everybody's on the same page, the patients remain happy. They don't come in confused thinking they're getting one thing and upset when they leave with something else. Um, and, you know, really just having, like you said, also having the whole office understand what that process is because they're that first person that they speak to when they call. And so they also need to be able to share with families that this might be a consult. This might not, this might not be your release appointment. And it very likely is not if this is the first time we're talking to you. Um, so yeah, so that's, it's definitely helped us kind of shape and mold our collaboration together. And to me, it sounds like a completely different course. It does not, from someone who took your course, it does not sound like the same thing at all. I can vouch for that. Um, haven't obviously taken plots of tot yet, so I don't know about that, but we, I know we take a really neat, deep nosedive into just pedoral tissues in general in your, in your initial course. And this sounds very much so, um, more about the business models and the approach to working with a team. And obviously you need to have that other information, but right. beyond that, how can we provide the best patient care from a team collaborative type of model? So awesome. yes. Yeah. Thank you, Hallie, for having us. And it was wonderful talking with you. 
thank you guys for being here. Are there any last things that we can add? Where, where, what's a good website for them to go to to find the course? Is it on your um, website? It, yep, on my website. Um, I think you have it. I do, I do. We'll put that in the show notes. So chrysalisorofacial.com. Yep. Um, and you've got your schedule on there. So they'll be able to find it there. We'll put it in the show notes. And thank you guys for being here. All right. Thank you so Thanks. much, Hallie. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you want to hear more of these Myo Tots airway and feeding related episodes, be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or pledge a small amount on patreon.com forward slash the untethered podcast. If you found value, others you know in this space will too. So be sure to share this episode on your social media platforms and join us over on Facebook, on my Facebook page at Hallie Balkan Biz, on Instagram at, at Hallie Balkan, and you can head over to the untetheredpodcast.com to grab a copy of the show notes um, where you can also subscribe to be kept up to date on the latest podcast episodes. 